Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Monday, everybody, and welcome into the Gramlick and McLean podcast, presented by Ingalls, the official supermarket of Gramlick and McLean. Oh, Mac, if people could have seen our texts <laughs> this weekend, which we will never release to the public, um, you would have seen us freaking out about North Carolina. Obviously, Clemson losing in just, I'm not even going to say unbelievable fashion because they do this every week. And then. <laughs> Pitt losing in a game that we both thought Pitt was going to win. That that was the most angry. Yeah, that, that was wild. I mean, so much went down this weekend, Mac. It really did. And uh, a lot of just, I don't know, weird, weird. things that happened. Weird. Questionable calls. I'm not going to go as hard as I did on TV with with the officiating, but there, there was just you some can. bad stuff. There was just some bad stuff. And, eh, you know, th- those guys, you know, they have day jobs. I get it. We're all human. Um I would like to see the XFL replay system, though, mm. where like they review everything. Like we're not, there's no question marks about what happens, you know, in that league. I would love to see that adopted, and I know that takes more work and more effort and whatever. But like, let's get it right. Like, I, there was a couple games I think were that were lost because sure. of of play. Like, think of Miami. I know a couple that's weeks what ago. I was just thinking of. That wouldn't have. That would not have happened. There was no way that would have happened. Um. So you know, it's it's. Brutal is what it is. At the end of the day, if, if you take uh, sports betting, if you take emotional ties, if you take alumni ties out of all of it, it was an awesome weekend. Like, it was crazy. There, there was nuts, really good football. Uh, the ACC, I think, is proving right now that y- you cannot have an off weekend. You cannot take anybody lightly. You have to be fully invested in, into winning. And do not let teams hang around because they will beat you. Shout out Virginia, first time ever, top 10 on the road. Coach E and the boys got it done. Um, a, t- a game that North Carolina should have slept walked to a victory, and uh, they absolutely didn't. So we'll talk about all that, KG. Uh, really fun, super intriguing weekend. Uh, but first, we've got a basketball tournament coming up real soon. Come on, let's go. So basketball season gets started in a few weeks. We do have media days this week, so... I'll be on the telly on Tuesday if you want to check it out on ACC Network. But more importantly, Ingalls is sponsoring this great tournament in Asheville called the Asheville Championship. Clemson's playing in it as well as Maryland, Davidson, UAB. you got to go get your tickets, AshevilleChampionship.com. Check out this little commercial we have for the tournament. College basketball is kicking off with the Asheville Championship at the Harris Cherokee Center Asheville on November 10th and 12th featuring my Clemson Tigers, Maryland, Davidson, and UAB. Tickets are on sale now at AshevilleChampionship.com. Save your spot, cheer on your team at the Asheville Championship, November 10th and 12th. Again, that's AshevilleChampionship.com. Get your tickets today. Mac, let's start with the games that we had in our big game breakdown. And I think both games delivered in terms of just intrigue and atmospheres and things of that nature. Number four, Florida State continues to handle their business, unlike some other teams. They beat number 16, Duke, 38-20. to 20. Now, this game, it was very close in the first half, and Duke looked very good in the first half. They looked really physical. They looked like they were winning both lines of scrimmage, I thought. Riley Leonard does not return. He does, he does start, but he doesn't return. 
that was an issue, I think. Not that Riley was lighting things up necessarily, but Duke is just different with him on the field. Would FSU still have won with Riley out there? I think so. I think FSU would have worn Duke down at some point. I do. I do. But because it's not like Riley has been passing for 400 yards in every game. Sure. FSU sure. gets the job done, Mac. What did you see here? Yeah. And well, first of all, it was such a physical game. Yeah, it was. And really, outside of Florida State just blowing it open in the fourth quarter, scoring 21 points, this game kind of went, you know, how I thought it would. Um, you know, Duke trying to play a little bit of keep away in the first half, you know, running the ball extremely effective uh, and, and really just impressive the way that they did it. You know, had a massive run there to score a touchdown, had a pick six, a really huge. impactful. Uh, you know, Jordan Travis just kind of sitting there. They weren't really blitzing, bringing pressure, uh, and, and they got pressure up front with their front four, made him move around a little bit. He forced the issue, ball pops straight up into a young man's hands, takes it to the house, and, and you're just like, whoa, like that was a big deal. And, of course, Florida State does what champions do. The very next play, mm. like a 103-yard kick return to the house uh, by Deuce Spawn there. So it, it was very impressive to see all that. Um and then the second half happens, and you know Riley Riley gets hurt again, oh. and it was brutal. When you read, uh, I hated when you to see retweak it. Yeah. an already. What does that feel like? I've never, I've never experienced oh, that. What is that like, KJ? I can tell you, my ankles, man. <laughs> I I broke my right ankle. I've sprained every ankle every time, every you know, all all the ways. And I've had games, specifically more in high school. I didn't miss any games in college, but in high school, I had some ankle issues. When you already have a tender ankle. And you start the game not really thinking about it. You start, okay, I'm back. I'm fine. I've got this thing taped up. But the second, it, it takes just a little thing to tweak it because that right. thing is fresh. The second you tweak it, it feels way worse than you did when you first sprained it because yeah, it's already so tender and then you retweak it again. And then you just, you're done. Like you can't run on that right. thing. And that's what happened to Riley, obviously. <laughs> And that's from a basketball perspective. That's like a hard court. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can only imagine you know, kind of moving around your yeah, foot. Yeah, trying to run for your life where people can try to yeah. destroy you. <laughs> Literally. Try a little to, different. Try to kill you there. Um, so that stunk. And, and I was kind of, you know, we, we've kind of been airing caution to that these last three weeks, you know, since we saw the injury. Like, you know, take your time. And he wasn't blah, 100%. Blah, blah. That was obvious, even in the first no, half. No, no question. But, you know, I think the the – I don't know if it's a silver lining, if I want to call it a silver lining. But the one thing that I do think that you can look at of it in a positive manner is that dude will do anything for oh, his yeah. team. I don't think there's any question about that. I just now hope that it's not worse, and now it's going to be even right. longer. And do we even see him again? That's the risk you know, this season. Again, have, have no no insight to the injury or, or what happens, and, and just big prayers up for, for him and his family that you know he gets past this okay. But so that happens, and then Florida State's like, okay, yeah. you know, we're going to start playing around. Uh, and, and just light it up. 21 points in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, Duke could not throw the ball really the, the entire game. Mm -hmm. um, you know, even when Riley was in there, four of 12, uh, or excuse me, that was their third down efficiency. He's not great there either. Um, eight of 22. Yeah. Uh, bad. I mean, just not able to throw it. And when they did, it was three yards a clip. Um, you know, so, so not great there. And Florida State just flexed their muscles. That, and that's what I thought, KG. When we did the halftime and, and we were covering that, that was kind of my note for for the Knowles is saying, hey, look, this second half, I, I think that they somebody's going to show up. Somebody's going to prove, hey, this is why we're a national championship caliber team. And that's exactly what happened. They played their best ball and, and went on an absolute tear. Jordan Travis was sweet. He was good. Uh, outside of that pick six, he, he was really delivering dimes. And 
you know, the, the running backs got involved in, in a plethora of ways in the passing game and the running game. Um, I, I am interested to see about Johnny Wilson. Mm-hmm. He went down again. Yeah. Uh, and, and how much time is he going to miss? Or is it just, you know, going to be something where he's back next week? So it'll be fascinating to see what, what happens with the Knowles here from that perspective, from a health perspective. But it seems to me that these guys are peaking at the absolute right time. I agree, Mac. And I think you can do without Johnny Wilson the next two weeks, Wake and Pitt, but you want him back probably for Miami. So we'll see what happens right. there with that injury. I thought FSU was really balanced, Mac. You didn't have a guy go off for 100 yards rushing or 100 yards passing. Jordan Travis, besides the pick, really controlled the game. That Keon Coleman catch, I know he only had two catches. <laughs> Caught it with his legs. That was That was stupid. Like that, that was not human. How on earth did he do that? I feel like every single game you have a play where you're like, how did Keon Coleman do that? That was crazy. Right. He, he's a legit alien. Yes. I mean, that's, yes. that's just the things that he alien. can do. Um, and, and really the, I tell you the confidence that he has that, that just oozes from him. Um, I feel like it makes everybody better. Yeah, you know, I, I feel agree. like it makes JT better. Um, just all these guys, the, the way that they play. Uh, when he is on the field, you're just like, okay, like it, it's game time. Let's go. Um, and, and just such a special talent. I saw somewhere uh, when we were doing TV on Saturday, Mel Kuyper has him as the number 10 overall Ooh. prospect. Uh, so this dude, I think, is going to be flying Top 10 up draft pick, maybe. Yeah, w- would not be surprised at all. Uh, if he's higher than that, you know, somewhere in the top 10 as, as the wide receiver number two. I don't know if he can overtake uh, Martin yeah, Harrison probably. Jr. That's a bad boy. Uh, he just went for, a, you know, a casual career high in, in catches and yards this past weekend against, you know, number six Penn State. Um, but those two guys are are just, they're making the team instantly better wherever they mm-hmm. go. It, it's so tough, Mac, because hindsight is twenty twenty. but Duke has Louisville next week. Yeah. If Riley sits out another week, if he's able to be oh, perhaps fully healthy, and now we just don't know. And you've got a Louisville game that, you know, if you lose that, maybe you drop out of the top 25. I don't know. But right. again, hindsight's 2020. And on the flip side for Florida State, you continue to roll. Doe Campbell was rocking. That was really good to see. I think FSU's depth, Riley obviously getting hurt, but also just the environment there, that kind of wore down Duke in that second half. Right. And the fans didn't let up. Right. But we will say, uh, this was a backdoor cover, and that is frustrating. Broke my heart. Broke my but heart. But in the end, what do you, you know? And, do? and they, that's right. They go for for, for uh, on fourth down, like within their own territory. And I'm like, oh, like why? Man, I know it's about. Why are we to doing happen. this? It's about to happen. Why are we doing just this? Just punt. You know, you're you're the guy screaming at the TV. Yeah. Just punt, and everyone's looking at you like, no, dude, they gotta go. And we're like, no, no, they uh, don't. You know, there's other there's other reasons. There's other reasons. <laughs> Simmer down over yeah, there. Yeah, there there always are. But Florida State continues to make things happen. Let's get to the next game in our big game breakdown. Uh, probably, I don't know. I don't even have, I don't know if I'm going to say the wildest game because UNC UVA was wild. Wake Pitt was crazy. Like we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But Clemson, Miami, Miami beats Clemson 28 to 20 in double overtime. <sighs> Mac Clemson loses to Miami with a backup freshman quarterback. Like TV didn't even play. Yeah which is wild because you think if TVD does play, what does this game look like? But, and I saw someone tweet this. I'm trying to remember who it was. And so I'm not going to, I don't remember, but it was the idea of watching Clemson games before the last couple of years as a, if you're a Clemson fan or just watching Clemson as a, as a, you know, consumer, you would think, Oh, you know, you would say good things are going to happen. 
right? Clemson's going to get maybe a break here or a break there. Clemson got a lot of breaks. You, you need to have some luck. You need to have some breaks to win a national championship. The last couple of years, at least me personally, I watch Clemson expecting the worst to happen. Like <laughs> truly. And I'm not even trying to make a joke. I'm not even trying to make a joke. It's like weird, crazy, and at some point it becomes not fluky, things yeah. happen. <laughs> and either they're happening to Clemson or Clemson's making them happen with all these fumbles, of course, leading the nation in fumbles. But do you feel that? Like, do you get what I'm saying? You know, it's, it's, I 100% feel you because that Syracuse game, yeah. I felt very uncomfortable because it was all going Clemson's sure. way. And I'm just like, well, so it's completely this flipped. This isn't right. It's completely right. flipped from how people what's used to feel to about Clemson. Yeah. What's going to happen? What, what's going to happen later in that game? I, I'm with you 100%. I mean, it, it is a very weird place um, that we are with Clemson right now. And, and it's funny, um, you know, as these losses keep stacking up. Um, you know, I, I, I have kind of my immediate reactions, which are a little bit more hostile and, uh, you know, aggravated. And then it's like, you kind of, you kind of think about it and, and you're going through it. Um, at the end of the team, at the end of the day, this team just is, is average, um, you know, maybe below average and, and it, the little things really bite them in the tail, mm-hmm. you know, ball security, the lack thereof, um, it is mind blowing to me. Shocking. I mean, that was such a point of emphasis while I was playing there, KG, mm-hmm. to where, I mean, we talked about it every meeting, every day. I mean, B.I.J., B.I.J., ball in jeopardy. That's all we would talk about. And guys would get minuses. Guys would get in trouble in practice. And so, obviously, not being in those meetings or being in the locker room, whatever, I don't know if that's still, you know, as emphasized the same way. And clearly it's not, or, or this is just, I don't know what yeah. you call it, um, you know, when, when you see these things happening. Um is it truly just such an anomaly to, to happen to this team right here? Because it is the most dire, impactful situation yeah. where that every time hurts. It's a one yard line walking into the end zone, uh, and, and potentially if you look at a pylon cam, you know how, how I would have loved to have seen how close it really yeah. was, you know, to him Blake breaking the plane there, because um, it, it was I mean margin of error right here. I don't think he did get in, but no, just he the didn't. Fact that I don't think happened, so. But it was so close. Yeah. yeah. That it was that close is just bizarre. And then the very next play, 80 yards to the house. Like, when do you – we haven't seen that since 2009, actually. I know when we haven't seen it against Clemson. Like, they just don't give up that type of thing. Um, and, and so that's kind of the first thing. Um, offensive line play and, – and this hurts me to even say it, but it's been – And by the way, it's not um, Mac's fault. Everyone tries to ask Mac what's wrong and make him <laughs> fix it. It is not Mac's fault that Clemson's O-line is not good. <laughs> Yeah, they also asked me to go coach yeah. it. Here's the deal. I don't want to go do that so you crazy people can then say I suck <laughs> right. two years from now. There's nothing I'm doing wrong, uh, you know, and, and when you look at those things, um, it, it's just it's just not great. you got a lot of young guys out there, which maybe that's promising that they're going to get better. Uh, it's not like it's laden with seniors throughout, and, and it's just like these guys just aren't good. Um, it's just young, inexperienced guys that are getting their chance, and, you know, I, I think that – you're really seeing how important Jordan McFadden was mm-hmm. to that offensive line, you know, who was a mainstay there for a couple of different years. Um, and guys are just having to play that, that aren't quite ready, but, Matt, but they have Here's to. my question real quick with that, because you're, you're in a game where Clemson's offensive line really struggled. Miami ran for 211 yards and their O-line looked pretty darn good. And Miami has gone to the portal and gotten guys. What's and that? yeah. So when you say something like, well, they're just young and inexperienced. 
I almost feel like, and I'm not, this is not a criticism of you. This is just the statement. I almost feel like that can't be an excuse in college football anymore because you have the choice to go get yourself some experience, which is exactly what Miami did. And Miami is better because of their O-line. Right. Well, here's the deal. Their head coach looked you right in the eye and said, you're not good enough to play here. Get out. Yeah, true. This head coach will never do that. Um, and, and so but, it's just. But Cristobal didn't recruit those guys who he sure. looked in the eye and said, so you're not going to. It's probably easier. It's probably but, easier. But it's not on him, really. He didn't recruit them. Sure. Sure. I'm just telling you, to make room, that takes getting rid of. And I, I just know the loyalty thing. It's his best, worst asset when you look at Coach Dabo Sweeney, especially in this new world. Um, and, and so that, that's a major problem, a major problem when you don't have that type of experience or that type of just skill, quite frankly, um, that is readily accessible. Like you said, go get it, uh, go recruit it, go, go handle business. Um, but you know, choose to do it your way. Um, and then quarterback play. Yeah. Let's talk about that. It's, it's the weirdest thing to me because you will see flashes of brilliance. Mm-hmm. You will see flashes where you're just like, whoo, that is a really good player. And then I also see flashes of this young man right now just doesn't know what he's looking at. You know, it's just he, he's confused or, or making too much or trying to be whatever mm-hmm. and, and just be a quarterback, just just be the guy. Um, and I think that that is difficult. Now, I do think at times maybe last year is creeping into his head, I got to be the spark. I got to be this. I got to be mm. that. Instead of just playing. Just, just manage the playing, game. Just doing yeah. Just manage Make good decisions. The, the sp- That's the key to me. So that – that is interesting, you know, to me because we discussed that, you know, especially that Notre Dame game where they put him in, roll him left, he throws a pick six. It's like, did you just break this kid? Like, did we just ruin, you know, this quarterback sure. looking at a year ago? Now, I, I don't think that, but um, there have been a lot of plays that unfortunately are on the quarterback that have led to losses. And you know, you look at this, and and Coach Sweeney said it right after the game, uh, right after the play. Hand the ball yeah. off. Hand the ball off. And then in the media says it was 100% a handoff. This was the final play um, of the game, by the way, where Clemson final was play of the about game. to and, score. And double honestly. overtime. Yeah. And I think Cade walk, or excuse me, I think Ship walks in there and if he, if he hands them the ball. So it, it is a bizarre situation from that aspect as well. Um, now, before I do give you a little bit of positive, because I think there is some in this game, the one more negative is the defense got absolutely housed. Um, I mean, these guys were running the ball at six Randy yards. ran the clip. ball. And they ran Total it with dominant. a guy that you really weren't afraid to pass it with the freshman right. quarterback. Right. That's exactly. what's crazy. They, I mean, it, it was mano-a-mano, right. manhandle you on both lines of scrimmage. Ruben Bain Ooh. is a monster. Wow. I, I mean, n- unblockable by Clemson. Nobody wanted any parts of him. He was tossing 300-pounders like it was nothing. Strip sack on the mm-hmm. fumble. Uh, safety, which was obviously a yeah, I don't know how on earth that wasn't called. That. Uh, that was wild. Thanks, I guess didn't work, didn't help out anyway. Um, thanks though. Uh, I mean, he was abusing guys. Absolutely, what was impressive to see. And then again, going back to to Miami's offensive line. But here's the thing that ticks me off, KG. Georgia Tech rolled into the to your house, giving up 240 rushing yards per game. And you did nothing. You could do. Oh, nothing. this is what takes you up about Miami. Yes, it's so stupid. Like I, I fully expected this effort against them. So, like, can you only get up for certain games? Can you only get excited for that? Like a lot of a lot know. of teams have that issue. 
you would sure. see. But so, so from that aspect, there are parts of this ACC, and we'll talk about more of it throughout this deal here, that it just it drives me insane that you can look a certain way for one week and we see unbelievable effort. We see what we expect to see. And then the other week, you can't. And, and so it, it just, that drives me in, insane. Um, but anyway, going back to the very positive, Emory Williams, we, we saw literal growth from him mm-hmm. like during you know the game there. Uh, you know the, the speed of the game slowed down. His second half was electric. First half, very slow. Right. I thought the game was way too fast for him. Couldn't make the right decision. Second half was absolutely electric. Wide receivers, Colby Young. Listen, you could have thrown it to Colby Young every play. Yeah. He was he was unguardable. Like too big, too strong, too fast. Uh, so thankfully, he only had six receptions. It could have been a lot worse there uh, for him. And of course, they ran the ball super effectively. But I somehow got way off track of saying how bad the Clemson defense played. Uh, didn't tackle well. Didn't run fit well. I mean, guys just missing uh, total uh, assignments and zero sacks. Baffling when Oof. a quarterback throws it thirty-three Especially times. Especially a freshman QB making his first start. Eight. That's wild. <laughs> Weird. Weird. So a lot of negatives. Yeah. A lot of negatives for the Clemson Tigers. But one positive, KG. I will say this: Clemson threw the ball downfield. Yeah, they did and try to take shots. Yep. Completions of over 50 yards, multiple 20, and a handful of 30s. We hadn't seen that in three weeks. So that was good to see. It ultimately did not matter. But if there is some type of silver lining that you want to grab from this, we saw them push the ball downfield and whatever. There was just insurmountable negatives that also occurred. Here's what what's crazy for me about this. And I'm, I want to also give Miami a lot more credit, but – I feel like you talk about silver lining. I feel like some, especially Clemson fans, because we know a lot of them and kind of are, have our pulse on that. Um, I think a lot of them have checked out. Like you say silver lining, I'm not sure they care, which is, is kind of wild. But I understand because this is just a frustrating. It's with all these fumbles and all these mistakes. I think obviously the players and the coaches are fresh. Everyone's frustrated. But on the flip side, if you're a Miami fan, I know that that Georgia Tech game, was so frustrating and there's no shame in going to lose at North Carolina even though of course UNC has to go lose Virginia but whatever the point is though I think Miami as a program this was a really mature win you don't have TVD you have this young freshman who hasn't played and you find a way you rush for 200 yards and you hold Clemson to 31 rushing yards which you're not going to win anything doing that so I think if you're Miami yeah you lost Georgia Tech and that really hurt your season no doubt but I think you can learn a lot about maybe where your program is headed from this win mm-hmm. if you're a Miami fan. Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't think any question. I mean, the foundation that Miami has laid is impressive. And, and I, we've spoken about these young players before. I, I've spoken about Reuben Bain a lot. Yeah. Uh, but now you see it with Emory Williams. Now you see it with these other young players, so a couple of running backs as well. Obviously, Francis uh, you now know, Maui know. Noah Oof. at right tackle. I mean, they, they're – they are watch out. Yeah. Okay. You know, just keep letting them build. Let Coach Cristobal get this culture where he wants it to be. Um, because that that was a culture type exactly. game to me. The way that they did it, five, six sacks, two hundred yards rushing. That's what Miami wants to be. Total thirty-one, like you said, only giving up thirty-one yards. That th- this is a picture perfect snapshot of how Coach Cristobal wants this team to look each and every week against anybody. Uh, ranked team, unranked team. That's what he wants. And uh, super impressive to see it. 
I do have to give love to the crowd as well. They were juiced up. Really? Because it wasn't it wasn't full. It wasn't full, yeah. That's what we saw full, on TV. Yeah. But they were loud. It was probably okay. it says about 75% on ESPN here. They were loud. Like when they were doing stuff, rocking. And it was fun to see that. Um, it's a hard town. There's so much to do in Miami. Um, so it, it's hard to get that place packed out. But when they show up, they get after it. So massive win for Miami and mathematically keeping their hopes alive for Charlotte. We'll see. It's a crazy season. Virginia's out here beating North Carolina. Who oh, knows yes. what can happen? Uh, so we'll, we'll see. But, uh, you know, it, it is interesting for them who they play. When you look at Miami's schedule, I know we're spending a ton of time here, uh, but they do play Louisville. Mm-hmm. They obviously play Florida State. Yep. So I think they kind of control their own destiny with that. So it, it'll be interesting to see uh, what what can they do. They, they technically don't. If UNC wins out. I guess they already played. Yeah, if UNC wins out. But that's very possible that they don't. And then you got something to work with. Okay, let's talk about UNC. Uh, Virginia beats number 10, North Carolina. What a ridiculous, ridiculous statement. But shout out to Virginia. 31 Big to shot. 27. And look, we, you and I have been saying this about Virginia all year long, that they are better than their record because they've played so many close games. And since the Tennessee loss, three of Virginia's four losses had come by three or fewer points. Right. Now, were they losing right. to great teams? No. <laughs> but they were in these games. So it, they were building. They were trying to build that confidence. They just weren't able to do it. Now, did we think they were going to put it all together against North Carolina? No. But I think just, Mac, this, this is such a UNC – I hate to say this. But this is a UNC thing to do. Like Typical. you get off to your best start in program history, you beat Miami, everyone's feeling great, and then you do this. And I, I just thought UNC was past this. I really did. <laughs> I wasn't so sure about yeah, that. Yeah, you took Virginia um, to cover. You know, Shout out to Mac. Right. And, and again, well, even just I, I surely I did not think they were going to lose. Let me not say that at all. I didn't think there was any chance of that. Now, did I think they'd win by twenty four? No, I did not. Um, but I did not think that they you were, were right. Lose. Well, and Matt, it was all these Tar fans try to remind me all the time that UNC covers, so they got in my head. How about now? <laughs> How about now, UNC? You cover now? Yeah. Also, all those fans that want me to, uh, you know, put them number one and tell me I don't know anything mm. about football. We'll see where you are this week. We'll find out real quick. Uh, you won't be too happy about it, I don't think. Yeah. But you know, at, at the end of the day, I'm with you. You know, I thought that UNC was getting close to moving past that. I thought that they were playing at a high level and maybe even. Talking myself into, are they a more complete team than Florida State? Um, after this game, I, no. 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 But, Sorry. again, it, it's such a one sample size, right? Like, every team has their day. I mean, if you would have asked me that after Boston College, I would have probably said, yeah. Um, but it, it just happens. And, and of course, yeah. obviously, Florida State won that You got to do it every week. Um, and I think that's the difference. You've said that a couple of times, KG. Teams that go on to win championships get in games like this, yet – Find, find a way. A to way. Like they face adversity at its worst moment and somehow, some way pull out a victory uh, and, and move on, survive in advance. And North Carolina wasn't able to do that. Could not stop the run. I mean, we, we hadn't seen this in forever from North Carolina. Maybe App State. App State ran it pretty well. Um, but we, we didn't expect it at all, especially Virginia, to run it for 230-plus yards. There's no way that I, that I expected to see that. So massive shout-out to them. The game plan was electric was really fun and exciting. Mike Hollins, Gosh, three touchdowns. He's one of the best like stories in all of sports. It really is. It really is. Super exciting. And then, of course, Malik Washington. Yeah. I mean, unguardable. 12 catches. How about this duel between Malik and, and uh, 
Montez, uh, 12 catches, 115 yards and a touchdown, 11 catches, 146 yards and a touchdown. I mean, just freaky wide receiver play. Probably, you know, arguably the two of the three best receivers in the league in this game here. Um, and then you look at North Carolina, you look at Drake May, ground 50%. I think he was actually right at 50% passing, not great, yet still 340 plus yards, a couple of touchdowns, the pick to seal mm. it. I really thought, KG. I thought this was going to be Yes, yes. We just read each other's mind. I thought it was going to walk it off. I thought it was going to walk it off. I thought surely UNC will survive this. And his freaking offensive line just let him down. I mean, a guy just absolutely gets annihilated. Probably one of the more embarrassing, like, whiff techniques, especially the impact of the play. And he gets drilled. You know, the ball comes out. Probably could have been argued that it was a fumble. And, uh, you know, linebacker catches it, pick, game over. And um, that's tough. It's really tough. So interesting to see how they respond because uh, we're headed to Atlanta. We're going to see them live in person play Georgia Tech, who a Georgia Tech team that has given them everything and more that they have ever wanted the last two times that they play them. So what kind of response will we see from them? But also, what are we going to see from Georgia Tech? Because they lost Ooh. as well, KG. <laughs> we're getting that game. Uh, you, you bring up Virginia running the ball. I thought this stat was insane. Virginia came in averaging 99.5 rushing yards per game. Worst in the ACC, 122nd in FBS. Virginia ran for 228 yards against North Carolina with Hollins, Musket, and Paris Jones all running for at least 60 yards. Yeah. The UNC defense is so much better than this. I think the only way to explain this, and Mac Brown you know, took some blame after the game. I think the only way to explain it is you just weren't. You weren't ready. You weren't focused. I, right. And right. I give Virginia credit. Like, I'm not trying to not give Virginia credit, but sure. they made the plays. Sure. And they did this on the yeah. road. But obviously, UNC's just not there. They're not there yet to avoid this kind of yeah. just head-scratching loss. And that's what I go back to just absolutely ticks me off. Yeah. Because teams, KG, you play a certain way, you play a certain standard in – You've got to stay to that. Like it, it should week. never matter if you want to win a championship, who you're playing, what they do, what their record is. It should never be the case. And you know, I know that's easy for me to sit here and say, you know, not being in a but you did room it, Matt. All these different things. You had a, you were on but a team that had an undefeated regular season. Yeah. You did it. That's what we did that year, and, and we we truly you know did not care who we played. We did not take care who we played, and, and we played to where we were. And guess what? If you couldn't match it, you were going to get embarrassed. And, uh, you know, I, I just wish that, you know, these guys in the moment could just understand that because it is so special yeah. when you can have a run like that and win and or play in championships. It's something you'll never forget. So, you know, we'll see. Hopefully they learn from it. Um, obviously takes a little bit of control out of it for you, not being undefeated uh, from an ACC, but also from a, a national, uh, you know, playoff and, and New Year's Six type of deal. Yeah, it's just, gosh, it, you're right, though, Mac. It's such an opportunity. That yeah, you may have squandered. Oh, right. brutal. UNC fans are just hating us right now. They're probably turning it off. Okay, let's talk about, you mentioned Georgia Tech. Boston College beats Georgia Tech. Well, this is the one game that we both got right. We love that. Uh, Boston College beats Georgia Tech 38-23. to 23. Scored 21 points in the fourth quarter, by the way. Castellanos, who's from Georgia, has his return. He passes for 255. He rushes for 128. Just another day at the office for Thomas Castellanos. And I like this quote, Mac. We can talk more about the game, but this quote, he says, I will say this. We're turning this thing around. Boston College football is back. We're no longer the laughing stock of the ACC. I thought that was a little harsh to call your own program 
the laughing stock of the ACC. That kind of cracked me up. But shout out to BC. This is a team that you and I both had dead in the water after losing to Northern yeah. Illinois. And yeah, yeah. they're four and three. They're looking to make a bowl. I was impressed with BC. Hey, listen, first of all, a couple of things here. My hot take is going to come true real quick. These guys are going to be bowl eligible. That's right. Weeks. You did. Just yes. get ready. It's happening. Yeah. Get ready. Come on. Where are we going, BC? Where That's what going? I want to know. Um, the second thing uh, that I want to bring up before we jump into this game, next year, if Tom, if if BC only loses one more game, bowl game not included, which I think is very possible, is Thomas Castellanos on the preseason Heisman list. Should be. Like top 10. For With his numbers? Heck yeah. Right? Maybe? Okay. The last thing. Haynes King yeah. thought that he was Lamar Jackson out here. <laughs> 150 yards rushing, 71-yard touchdown. That dude was so fast, like an electric. I was just like, what are we watching? Who are these this guys? This is insane. Both these teams, 300 yards rushing for BC, 250 for Georgia Tech. Nobody wanted to tackle. Nobody wanted to run fit. I mean, it was absolutely nuts. But huge credit to Boston College. Again, Thomas Castellanos. Eddie Royal said it a couple of weeks ago. I think I'm on the train with him. You can join us if you want, KG. The most electric yes. player in the ACC yeah. with the ball in his hands. I, I think mean, this dude fair. can just take over and has a rocket launcher of an arm. I mean, he can make some crazy throws. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see what this young man can can really turn into. I thought early in the season – he was too immature, sure. celebrating. Dan they're down 20 points. He's celebrating, dancing, saying, I'm him. I'm like, bro, listen, y'all are getting killed. You need to lock in right now. Uh, but that's just his swag. That's who he is. And I think he's kind of channeled that a little bit better, understands the moments, understands what he can do. And he's been the guy, mm -hmm. no question about it. I only have to think of if he was the guy the whole time, what would BC be? Well, you at least wouldn't would have the Northern talking? Illinois loss, I would have to think. Well, at least at so you'd minimum, be five and two right? at least. At least, yeah, at least, which is if some butts. And, and when you look at that, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, um, Mac, you bring up Haynes King though. the The issue for Georgia Tech too is the three picks, like that. That's going to kill you in the end. I know Haynes King out here thinking he's Lamar Jackson, but those three picks <laughs> really hurt them. Yeah, no, th there's no question about it. And again, the the one, I mean, it was one of the best plays I've ever seen. Uh, by the BC defender, yeah. he throws the ball. It just like sticks to his hip, uh, and then no one knows he has it. He barely knows he has it. He's like, he sprints oh. in for the touchdown. He's like, whoa, where'd this that. come from? This is amazing. Um, and then of course, you know, others just just not timely at all. And and you know, you're just kind of sitting there like, don't be super. Yeah, you yeah. Know, just play the game. Be play within the game and and do the things necessary. But huge shout out to BC. I mean, these guys. I'm not joking when I talk about can they potentially win out. We're talking about UConn. Mm -hmm. At Syracuse versus Virginia Tech, uh, which I think that'll be a little bit more difficult. At Pitt, who knows what that game will be. And then Miami, look mm -hmm. out. Look out for these guys, what they're going to do. That's why Mac was saying that, because the schedule is so manageable. You have UConn at home next yeah. week. You're already a 12-point favorite. So, I mean, look, nothing's guaranteed. They're favored over Syracuse, too, I'm pretty sure. I saw somebody tweeting Probably about early. early on. I think they're three and a half. The only Syracuse. issue I see for them in terms of winning out is, I mean, obviously Miami. I know you were saying, like, they lose that one maybe – Pitt and Syracuse on the road, you know, that could be tough. But they're going for bowling now. for dang sure. They're going bowling. For dang sure, Mac. Okay, <laughs> last game. And probably one of the weirdest, Pitt and Wake. <sighs> in a game where Mac and I said, Vegas, you don't know 
which we always, that's always not, not a good sign. They really shouldn't, honestly. They really shouldn't. They, this is they shouldn't. And this was a crazy game with Wake Forest's first two quarterbacks out. Unreal. And I think, you know, back my big takeaway with this game is, and I'm just going to, I want to get the timing right here. You throw a pick, if you're Wake, Marucci throws a pick with 103 left in the game and you win and you're down three. You flip the other way. Pitt picks off Wake with a three-point lead with 103 to go in the game and you don't win. That's like physically impossible. Well, let me, let's walk through it. What happened? So that pick happens (laughs) and some silly, silly, I'm trying not to be very aggressive or rude here. Silly play. This young man is like ripping off Jamal Banks' shoulder, like throwing him on the sideline. And I'm just like, what are you possibly thinking? I think he got kicked out of the game. I think he got removed. Like they said he was trying to hurt him and they kicked him out of the game. 15 yards back it up. Uh, and there might have been something else. There might have been two penalties. On there, there were there were, there were two penalties so on the drive. Yeah, so you're in horrible field position. You, you're running the ball. You're trying to eat up clock. Wake Forest, blah blah blah. And then there's like a third and ten where they get a holding. Mm-hmm. So you get a free timeout. Back it up yeah. even more. Uh, but I think they declined it. Uh, so they didn't. Wake Forest didn't take it. So now it is third and ten. And Bear escapes and has the easiest third down mm. conversion and. Unbelievable play call uh, by Signetti there. Wide open. Beautiful. And the refs say that he initiates the slide a yard and a half short. What did you think of that, Matt? I lost my mind. <laughs> now, listen, we we do not have a great angle. Like, we have the game angle, which you can see it pretty good. Mm-hmm. But we do not have, like, a straight down the line. Uh, I, I don't think there. And to me, KG... <laughs> You don't call it there. You don't call it in that situation. There was nobody. Number one, he could have kept running. I guess the coaching point is you should have kept running. Uh, Number two, to me, he slows down. And every people are sending me all these screenshots. So (laughs) I'm sure Um, he slows down at the point that everyone's sending me the screenshots. Slowing down and initiating a slide are not the same thing. Mm -hmm. I can slow down before I cut. I can slow down. I'm not sliding. I'm slowing down. And so I don't think you call it there. It's when his leg is in the air and he's that's when it happens to me, which is clearly in front of the first down mm. marker, the 10 yard marker, whatever you want to call that. Conversion, go, game over, pit wins. And that would have ended the that, game. I mean, effectively ended it. It's over. And so to me, the fact that that's how the game ended, um, at least well, from that standpoint. Now, listen, Wake, this yeah. is this is very similar to, to Georgia Tech and Miami. Wake Forest still had to go down and score. Exactly. Um, yep. So that's the the negative parts about that, and, and it stinks that it happened. But here's the here's the deal: do not put the game in the referee's hands. Anybody, you got to take over yourself. Don't make it questionable at all. Um, so I'm going to close Leave the book no on doubt. Pitt there. That sucks. Sorry for Wait, you guys. Pause with Pitt. Wake Forest. Pause with Pitt. Whoa, whoa, sorry. Excuse um, me. I'm back. Is this 2021 ACC championship fake slide karma? Eddie Royal said that. He said fake slide hits you with the too fake early slide, slide karma. And it's karma. Yeah, just just saying, just saying, just saying, just put it out there. Should have, should have, should have done a fake slide. Unbelievable, it's illegal, but should have done it. Would they have called it if someone fake slides? Will they call? I don't it? know. I don't think. So. I don't know if they have the guts, would. especially at that point in the game. But anyway, okay, talk about Wake. Okay, they have the guts to mark them short. The dinks. Um, anyway, so now looking at now looking at Wake, um, I'll just start on that first that last drive there because the 
clock management, the plan mm-hmm. was unbelievable. I mean, that was textbook. Yeah. Like how to win a game, how to have zero possibility to win a game, and then how to do it defensively, all these different – and I know a little luck took little, place. You need a little luck. But then once you got the ball, it was beautiful. Like they had it. I would have loved to hear the headsets yeah. too, kind of like Notre Dame did a couple they of weeks ago. That. Oh, that would be fun. That would be so cool uh, because it was flawless. And then for Santino to make the throw that he did, like it was a first read round, tight end, sweet kind of bender, whatever, and he threw it on the money. I mean, the it catch was, was amazing. Perfect. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. Unbelievable drive. Um, hopefully they can build on that. I will say the way the game looked from a running perspective, they rushed for 172 yards. I thought that's more of what Wake would be able to do all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Claiborne and Ellison, I mean, they're, they're just they're great backs, and I hope that we do see more from them uh, throughout this season. But maybe this is a, a launching point for Wake Forest. Um, you know, your reward for winning this game is – you get to play Florida State next, so have fun. You've won like four years in a row against them, though, three or four True. years, so who knows? Maybe uh, you know we'll have another go ACC where, where did Santino come from? Uh, he was buried very deep. Yes, he was. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that's incredible. I mean, that's that's why we Maybe love we'll college football. We love those types of stories. Yeah. It was and awesome. he made the most and it was of fun. We got to talk to him. We got to talk to him on the huddle. And, uh, you know, it was funny. We kind of asked him. I think EJ might have asked him. Uh, you know, did, what did, what were you saying to the guys for that last drive? He said, I just shut up and listen. I wasn't saying anything, <laughs> <laughs> which was cool, which was super cool. And then, of course, he walks it off for a dub for his first game. Yeah, what a cool moment. Look at that. Well, Wake Forest gets it done. Crazy week. I mean, North Carolina, you know, Clemson, whatever. But it was fun, and it was entertaining, and that's what we want, Mac. And we've got more games next week, less teams on by, so a lot more to get that's to. Right. And – let me just say, some special episodes coming this week. Can we say that? Yes. Stay yes. tuned. Stay tuned. Come friends. on. Stay tuned. I'm going to tell everybody. Actually, okay, no, I'm laying them. it out here because we need we need the people's help. We are going to do, uh, first of all, we're, we're having a basketball episode. Super excited. Clemson preview uh, for our friends over at Ingles. Clemson is playing in the uh, Asheville yep. Championship up there, so Ingles has a big part to do with that. So we've pushed it out. You're going to see it starting on social media. Wednesday, that episode is dropping. Uh, so our typical guest episode, we're filling that there. And then on Thursday, we're going to do a mailbag episode. So we need you guys to participate. We want to hear everything, this especially after fun. this weekend. This is going to be perfect. We need all the questions after this weekend. I promise it's not going to be just Clemson. Everybody else, get your questions in here. There might be a little orange in there, uh, but everybody get involved with that. That's going to be super fun. And then, of course, our normal Friday where we're previewing the entire weekend, telling you what to expect, telling you who to pick. And hopefully nobody's hitting the the BW3s button making weird stuff happen where we lose Seriously. on the last second of these spreads. Well, Casey. by the way, hopefully look, that doesn't happen. Max being humble, but he's still 35 and 23 <laughs> against the spread. That's Should've really been. good. Should've we been. both went two and three this uh this week. I'm 31 and 27, but Mac is still very good against the spread. We'll be better. We'll be better this week. I promise. Anyway, guys, that's it from us. Thank you for hanging out. Crazy weekend, one of the craziest that I can remember in recent mm-hmm. history. Uh, in the ACC, and got a feeling we're going to have more. But I keep hinting about we're going to have some heartbreak in these next couple of weeks uh, as we get into this conference play, and it gets deeper and deeper there uh, with these teams. But thank you for tuning in. Uh, great shout-out or big shout-out to our friends over at Ingles for making all this possible. And we need your help. We need you to go over to YouTube to subscribe to this channel, have some fun. you got to see the faces I'm making That's when I'm right. just ticked off 
about what's see happening my, across the uh, Taylor Cup for the haters. Of course, one of a kind. No one else has that. Only uh, KG, very special, uh, one of a kind cup there. Uh, we also need you to go over to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe. We would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see you.